Okay, so now there's another quick review type thingy. I figure why not? There's two of them in one day. So today we're going to be talking about Oz the Great and Powerful, which is a fantasy adventure film released in 2013. And I actually had the benefit of seeing it in the theater with the 3D glasses on and all of that kind of stuff. And what I remember about the opening credits is that those were actually impressive to me. And, you know, a lot of the time I'll watch a movie and I'm not exactly enthralled by the opening credits. Often, often that's like one of the most boring parts of the movie. But all these years later, it's been what, like basically 10 years later. And that's actually one of the things that I first remember is the opening credits and, you know, how the uh, scenes would kind of like, well, they did what 3D is supposed to do. They kind of like popped out and grabbed my attention. And sure enough, you know, that was something that uh, I think the director, Sam Raimi, did pretty well in this movie. It serves as a prequel to the classic 1939 film, The Wizard of Oz. And as I just said, it was directed by Sam Raimi. So if you haven't heard of The Wizard of Oz, and like maybe if you're a teeny tiny little kid or something, well, you might want to watch that either first or after this movie at some point. I don't know. Um, but I think most people have heard of The Wizard of Oz, and they certainly have seen the cultural references because it's a highly influential movie. And this movie explores the origins of the iconic Wizard of Oz character and delves into the magical land of Oz before Dorothy's arrival. So the story revolves around Oscar Diggs, a small-time circus magician, played by James Franco, pre-cancellation, of course. And, I, you know, I, I guess he's trying to dig himself out of that to some degree, for better or for worse. You know, I'll leave that, I'll leave that judgment up to you, but this was pre-canceled James Franco. But anyway, Oscar, also known as Oz, is transported to the land of Oz when his hot air balloon is caught in a tornado. And uh, he finds himself in the colorful and enchanting world known as Oz, of course, inhabited by fantastical creatures and struggling under the influence of the Wicked Witch. Well, imagine that, you know? That's what Wicked Witches are known for. They uh, put you under their spells. They uh, make you do things you might otherwise not do. And... Uh, so Oz encounters three witches in the land of Oz. Theodora, played by Mila Kunis. Evanora, played by Rachel Weiss. Anyway, it's spelled W-E-I-S-Z. I don't know if I've ever heard that name pronounced. But there's also Glinda the Witch, played by Michelle Williams. Theodora and Evanora are... Initially at odds with each other, while Glinda represents the kind and benevolent witch. As Oz navigates his way through this magical realm, he must determine who is good and who is evil, 
and ultimately fulfill his destiny as the great Wizard of Oz. And my voice is cracking, as so often happens, um, because I've got like a cold or whatever it is still. So very professional prod podcasting podcasting um so anyway the film combines live action and computer generated imagery also known as cgi to create the vivid and visually stunning world of oz and you know as far as cg goes you know it, it definitely has a lot of detractors but i think in this movie it's actually done pretty well as i stated the Opening credit scenes are actually, or at least were captivating for me. I don't think they're quite as interesting when it's not with the 3D effect. And oddly enough, when I when I was looking for, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays of this movie, I actually didn't see any that had 3D. I mean, maybe I wasn't looking hard enough or whatever, but... I just didn't happen to see any. But this is definitely a movie, or maybe even one of those rare movies, where the 3D actually totally improves it. And it incorporates various elements from the original Wizard of Oz film, as you might imagine, but there actually were some copyright issues, which is a little bit strange because this is actually a Disney movie. You would think they'd be able to buy their way out of just about any problem known to man. But apparently, you know, they couldn't do that uh, for some of the elements of this movie. Um, you know, like there was the Yellow Brick Road and Emerald City, which from what I understand, they had to, they had to alter in some way. And, you know, there are some new locations and new characters as well. Um, like... There's this little, uh, I, I guess, like a doll character. Well, I don't really remember that well, but uh, I, re I remember, I remember it being a potentially polarizing character in the movie. I th I thought it was kind of cute and funny, and uh, actually, years later, in the show Ash versus Evil Dead, that character makes a little surprise appearance. Um as sort of a joke and uh, go ahead and watch the first episode of that show. If you want to see what happens, it's, it's, it's pretty funny, but uh, you know, Oz the great and powerful, it did receive mixed reviews from critics, but it was a commercial success grossing over $490 million worldwide. So it didn't quite make a billion or whatever, but seems like a respectable, respectable amount. The film's visual effects and production design were praised, along with James Fra Franco's performance as Oz. Now, I have mixed feelings about James Franco as an actor. I don't think he's quite as good as some people were making him out to be. But, you know, I, I would say he was... He, he's competent. You know, I, I don't really get where some people are, like, saying, oh, he was such a masterful actor. Uh... Boy, boy, that makes me sound like I'm being mean to him. But, you know, I'm just saying he never really knocked my socks off, if I'm telling the truth. But, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't hurt this movie either. He's 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 decent as Oz, I suppose you might say. 
And it's worth noting that this film is a separate entity from the original MGM musical and is not a direct adaptation of L. Frank Baum's books. So if you're looking for absolute um, connection with the original works, you're pre pretty much not going to find it. And to be fair, that's that's a very common thing for the uh, Wizard of Oz film adaptations. There's, to my knowledge, no movie that really does a lot with the uh, source material, like that truly um, borrows heavily from it. I'm well, that that's sort of incorrect. What I just said. But I mean, you know, like they uh, they don't follow the book exactly is what I'm saying. That's what I mean to say there. And uh, from what I understand, really one of the adaptations that comes closest to the book is Return to Oz. And I, I once watched a YouTube video that partly explains how the original 1939 movie wasn't nearly as dark as some of the original uh, stories. And that's really a reminder that I should probably try reading those, you know, should check them out. Because I, I'm I'm a decent enough Wizard of Oz fan. You know, I'm not a super fan. I don't own a pair of ruby slippers or anything like that, but I, I, th I think it's a I think it's a fun movie. It's a classic. I normally don't even like musicals, but I, I like the original Wizard of Oz. And uh, overall, Oz the Great and Powerful offers a new perspective on the beloved Oz universe, exploring the origins of the iconic wizard while delivering an entertaining and visually captivating adventure. I would recommend to check it out. You know, I'm not going to say you're guaranteed to love it. Maybe you'll even dislike it or hate it. I don't know. But um, at the end of the day, you know, you can, you can always say you gave it a shot. And that's really, uh, you know, s something that uh, I guess is worth saying. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to end this. So I'm just, I'm just going to click the stop recording button right about now. Have a nice day.